After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Hola. Frank Vasher, how do you like these beats? We come with these intros. Good stuff. Oh wow, good stuff, huh, Frank? I, sometimes yeah. you get a little picky about the the beats. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a while back you told me we had to switch to just instrumentals, but hey, right, we had to because we were getting in trouble. Um, they no longer let you download our shows on uh, SoundCloud, guys, because copyright infringement. Which I don't know why people would download your shows anyway. But I mean, you can go and you listen to it, and then you know you go on to the next show because some of these shows are really dated, unless it's the best of or it's a good bit that we do, or as Frank likes to call it, old bits. And he gets mad and upset. Now he doesn't post anything on social media when it comes to his uh, shenanigans during the wedding receptions. And, Stuff like that, the good, the good material. Uh, when are you hanging out with Rabbit again and all those guys? Uh, might see Rabbit around the Fourth of July. He's doing really well for himself, I believe. Uh, he's a a trainer. Yeah, he is at Go Mad. Yeah, Go Mad Fitness. Make sure you go check him out and go mad and get in shape with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Uh, David's about to go mad about the World Cup. Yes, David, the man of God, Harris, as he gets in here about the World Cup. And, uh, no, David, I, I got to say, I, 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 I do like the World Cup. It's, it, it's, it's cool and everything like that. But I got to say, it's this to me. No USA, no watch. But I've heard, though, I had a friend. I had a friend who is actually at Sochi posting on Instagram. And they're having a good time. They went and saw Ronaldo and had to watch Spain and Portugal play. Yeah, that ended up being a 3-3 draw. Ooh, so I guess the best of both worlds. But, David, give us our thought, your thoughts on the uh, World Cup for the last 10 minutes of the show. If David the man got Harris is there. David, you there? Oh, so that's what happens. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get David back. Uh, meanwhile, some score updates. Yeah, go ahead with the from score. From Russia. I mean, David, come on, dude. You got to be on. Uh, I, I guess I got to give scores now. Right. now. Earlier got, today we had France with a two. There we go. All right, David, you're back in here. What happened, David? I don't know. I just started talking, and then I was just, I couldn't hear anything, so. Yeah. Who knows? Hey, either he's like he's like the World Cup. Nobody's paying attention. Go ahead, David. No, no, we don't need the scores now. As as I was saying, kind of the World Game started this past Thursday, the World Cup, and like Derek said, many of the people within the United States that aren't diehard soccer fans aren't watching because the U.S. aren't in it. But we've already seen some great storylines thus far, and we're kind of midway through Group C right now. As we're watching 
for as we're doing the show, I'm watching Peru and Denmark, and so in that last commercial break, Denmark just scored to break a nil-nil draw. So it's currently 1-0 in the 64th minute between Peru and Denmark. But we've seen some wonderful storylines you mentioned on your friend in Sochi. Frank, Frank, you're watching the World Cup? Uh, no, I've just got scores up on okay, my computer. Because you're over there acting like you're, uh, you're over there you know, watching it. No, I just, I just got scores up in uh, group standings right now at the moment. Okay. And David, you hey, you want to give us uh, scores from other from earlier games today? So yeah, so I've been up since about five because this morning France played Australia and we had our first real not controversy but the first use of video assistance review or VAR, kind of that video, kind of like the replay booth that we've i familiar with in American sports, and so that was used to help France get a 2-1 win over Australia in a game that really was a lot closer than a lot of people anticipated. The match that ended right before the start of the show, Argentina drawing 1-1 with Iceland. The major storyline from that, you know, Messi, who I still say is the greatest player in the world, missed the penalty, which led the Ronaldo stands to come out the woodwork and kind of get behind their their computers and start typing about, oh, he's not great. But, oh, against, boy. I mean, it's against an Iceland team, and I'll plug this a little later, but in my World Cup preview, Iceland is one of those teams that literally play 18 people behind the ball, and so they're really defensive. And so it's hard to break that Icelandic defense. And so we saw Lionel Messi wasn't able to do so. He's... He is human, after all. And so, and the game that Derek, you mentioned your friend, was at the Portugal-Spain and Sochi, Ronaldo hat-trick, kind of his third goal coming to tie the game at 3-3, right on the break, or right at the end of full-time, kind of 88th, 89th minute. And so that's kind of been the big marquee game thus far between Portugal and Spain. But... Overall, we've seen a couple of surprises. Again, Argentina drawing, France really not struggling, but not being on all cylinders. Kind of for me, the biggest surprise is Russia 5-0 over Saudi Arabia. And I said both teams are kind of pretty useless. But in a World Cup, in the group stages, goal difference is what gets you out of the groups when you're tied on point. And so even though Uruguay and Russia both have three points, Russia scoring five goals is going to be massive in terms of extending their chances to get out the group. Now, do I think that they'll concede goals against Egypt and Uruguay? Most likely. But if they're able to at least score one more, I think that would be huge in them advancing out of the group stage in a pl- to a place that even I myself will admit I didn't think Russia would be able to get out the group with Egypt and Uruguay. And so that's just kind of a quick date. Later on today, 3 o'clock, Croatia, Nigeria, the other matchup group D, matchup that has more American, I guess the more casual plus kind of fan will be familiar or want to be interested in Brazil versus Switzerland tomorrow and then Germany, Mexico tomorrow morning as well. But, yeah, so far it's been a pretty solid World Cup 
for kind of the neutral to casual fans. We've seen a lot of promos of different countries or commercials. I think with with a Subaru commercial where they're trying to get you to kind of follow within the United States. Hey, follow our country, follow this side, follow that side. And so I think that will help a little bit. But at the end of the day, not every, and I want to preface, not every game is going to be Portugal, Spain, high scoring thriller, high intensity. Some of the games like the one I'm watching right now is one nil, nil, nil. And it's a, grind it out, kind of never knowing how the ball's going to fall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, David, you mentioned tomorrow's game is Brazil and Switzerland at 2 o'clock, Germany and Mexico at 11. What what about for uh, Costa Rica and Serbia? What can we expect out of that? That's the early game. I mean, my... My initial thoughts is that I think Serbia will win. I don't know if Costa Rica has enough attack, but then again, looking at some of the results so far, I didn't think Iran should get a result against Morocco, much less kind of all three points. Now, granted, that was on an own goal in the 95th minute, but I still don't think, oh boy. you know, Morocco would drop points to Iran. I didn't think Iceland... As much as I love Iceland and the team defense, I didn't think that they would be able to get a result against Argentina. And so, like, I honestly didn't think Russia would beat Saudi Arabia. I thought it would be a nil-nil draw at best. And so, kind of, while I expect Serbia having the firepower and the more attacking prowess, especially coming out of the midfield, I think, again, CONCACAF goes to Rika plays nine behind the ball, ten behind the ball, and really are set up defensively, I think that could lead to a nil-nil or a 1-1 draw. But my gut feeling is that Serbia will get three points. Okay. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking at some of, some of the groups. I mean, what is there, so- is there like somebody from one of the groups that nope that Nobody's talking about that you think could surprise some people and sneak into the knockout round? Oh, probably going back to Russia with that five, kind of that goal difference right now, staying at five, they're the biggest surprise. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Uruguay and Egypt kind of padded up their goal scoring tally against Saudi Arabia as well. Um, I could see uh, possibly. Nigeria, and I'll, I guess now is a good time. I did a four-part preview for a podcast about kind of my predictions for all all the groups and the eventual winner. And it's called the podcast about everything and nothing. I, I'll share it to the AFR Sports Show page. And there I mentioned Nigeria is my dark horse to come out of the group stage. I also have Senegal coming out as runners-up. And it took me a little while to really be solid on Mexico coming out just because you know, this all this expectation that the Mexican Federation have to really advance past uh, or to a place that they'd never been before. And so looking at them being in a group with Sweden and South Korea could possibly Mexico drop points to Sweden, possibly couldn't. 
this match on Monday morning between Sweden and South Korea. If either of them win and then sneak a point against Mexico to get them through. But aside from that, really the the biggest shout so far is Russia as a team that I didn't expect getting through that as of now has a legitimate shot to make it into the knockouts. Yeah. Like, uh, one one more. I know I know in the last World Cup there wasn't there a group that was called the Group of Death? You think that there is yep. a group of death this year, and is it, or is there a lot more balance amongst the groups? Uh, yeah. So every World Cup, there's there's always one group that's really balanced. And for me, I think this year there are really two. So one is Group D, which Argentina, Iceland, and then Croatia and Nigeria are the four within Group D. And then also for me, Group H is a quasi-group of death because you have Colombia, Poland, Senegal, and Japan. Japan really isn't expected to make it out of the group in ways that Colombia, Poland, Senegal are, but if they can steal a result or steal points against Poland or Senegal, that could lead to either Poland or Senegal really not reaching their full potential. And so I think those are the two groups, groups of death within this World Cup, but definitely Group D for sure, is a group of death that a lot of people are looking at wondering, hey, either of these four teams have a legitimate shout to come out. Yeah. Uh, who do you th- who's, your, who's your favorite to win it this year? I know that I believe Germany is the defending champion. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, so who, who's, who's, your, who's your favorite to win it all? Sure. So in my my knockoff stage preview, I have Germany and Mexico, uh, Germany and Brazil meeting in the final, not Germany winning. Okay. And so, it's kind of in a popular opinion for many regards. I've actually seen a lot more people down on Germany this past year, or kind of leading up to the World Cup just because of injuries and the expectation of the ability to repeat in, you know, every four years. Like, that's hard to that's hard to do. And so I just think Brazil, they have the firepower, they have the ability, but at the same time, I think Germany just has what it takes to repeat. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you there, but of course you're, you're more in depth than I am, but I think Brazil is kind of on a redemption mission because if you, you were, I think it was last time there in 2014, was it Neymar who got hurt, and then they absolutely got stanky leg Rick rolled seven to yep. some whatever. Yeah, yeah, seven one on their home soil in Brazil. Uh, yeah, that that was yeah that was that was kind of rough for them. So I think that that's still kind of fresh. That's still kind of fresh in their minds. I think they're not willing to let that happen again. And yeah, so, and so kind of another favorite. For a lot of people of Spain, and given their performance against Portugal, you can understand why. But if you're looking for a team to root for, I'll again shameless plug part four. I get into as a neutral how to pick its World Cup team since the U.S. aren't in it. So I'll definitely give that a shout. Yeah, I mean, because I've I've seen a lot of stuff from Ancestry.com where people go there and look and see like. Like what country their ancestors are from, and all that. I know. I know. I've done a little bit of 
way back when I did some research. Uh, I'm my fa- my father's side of the family is from the Czech Republic, so they're not in it. But of course, I've I've also found out that I'm part. I'm partially German and French, so... Wow, Frank, I'm coming out with Ancestry.com on you here. What else are you, Frank? Uh, German, Czech, Mexican... A little bit of French, no, 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 no. American No, I've... Uh, Portuguese? No, none of that. Okay, no, okay. okay I'd, I'd, I'd have to go back and look it up. Okay. It was just kind of looking through uh, my... Part Hennessy? No, I was I was going through the family tree on my father's side. Oh, cool. On, on the internet or actually... That I believe, uh, I believe it was stuff that had already been uh, written out. Aren't you Scottish too? No. Okay. I, 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 my I on my mom's side, I'm part Irish. Irish, because, yeah. Because well, because my gra- my grand my my maternal grandmother's maiden name was Grady. So Grady. Oh wow. So that's how that's. There's a little bit of that there. Grady or Mick Grady? Grady. Okay. Do you drink Guinness now? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I have had Jameson once in a while. Okay, yeah, good. Not my first choice, but good. Keep going. But uh, uh okay, but anyways, is uh shoot, I'm trying to think what else I could ask uh David. Uh oh yeah. I was looking at group G and yeah, and that's got team that's got Belgium, England, Panama. Do you think? Do you think that there is? What do you think of Group G? I think for some reason I just think yeah, this could have some pretty good teams in there. Or is this uh, all sizzle and no steak? Eh, well, I mean, kind of. If you listen to the English media, they're they have twenty ten and there are. They have 2012 in their mind. They have 2010 in their mind. They have Euro 2016 in their mind. And so the possibi- the realistic chance that they may not get out the group is our lingering kind of possibility. And so I think the expectation is Bel- when Belgium play England in the third kind of match in the group stage, that's going to be to decide who wins the group. But if Tunisia or Panama are able to sneak a point away from England, I think that'll really seek some doubt, both in the minds of the players, but then also the media of, okay, yes, you have a lot of these younger stars, you have all this young talent, but is it just going to be the same old England that we've seen for so long? Do I think that they'll win the World Cup? No. I don't even think diehard English fans will say that they're going to win the World Cup, because a potential quarterfinal matchup with Germany awaits them. And kind of soccer historians know when Germany play England, it always goes to penalties and Germany always wins. And so it's kind of a stigma. Yeah. Ooh. So, so you would say England is the team that they are who we thought they were. Rest in peace, Teddy Green. Well, yeah, they're going to, they're going to make a shout. They're going to have some hopes. If they are able to get through the round of 16 matchup and I have them facing Senegal, uh, yeah, I have them facing Senegal in that round of 16 matchup. I think they could beat Senegal. But the further you go into this tournament, the more likely you're, you're going to see the traditional blue bloods. And I make the analogy to March Madness. Yes, we have some Cinderella's. Yes, we have some great stories from the mid-majors. But when we get to the Final Four, 
you kind of already expect who's going to be there. You know, unless you're Duke and you lose in the first round or you're Michigan State and you lose in the first round. But, like, aside from, like, those crazy upsets, the majority of the powerhouses usually make deep runs in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, also, David, uh, this is very interesting information that I've yeah. been really paying attention to. You guys, good, good work so far. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I da- David, do you do you know when the uh, the last time the host country won the World Cup? France ninety eight. Yep, you're right. So now this has become a basically a jeopardy of soccer. Well, it's just well, I was having some interesting discussions, but yeah, he is right. Did Fr- you did you know that off the top of your head, Frank, or did you just look that up? Uh, you just looked was, it up. There actually yeah, was did. there actually was a time in my life where I was kind of glued to the World Cup because it was the only thing I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch. 1994. No, 98 when oh. France won it. Okay. You yes, did. I do. You I do remember watching that. I I watched the championship game with my cousins. <laughs> I just had a Facebook friend that actually posted his son is watching uh, the World Cup. He's only four, and uh, he guess he's a big soccer fan. Yeah, I know my. Uh, my uncle in Louisiana, I know he'll be watching it too because he's he's into soccer. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll probably be. So I know he'll he'll probably be asking me for he. I know he. There's times he's mentioned to me that I should officiate, and I said no, I don't think so. Right, that is true. Um, David, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's kind of this Peru Denmark game winds down. I really think that if we're going to see any upsets, it's going to come in the group stage. And so, by again, by the time we get to the knockout stages, we're going to see the traditional powers kind of exert their force and kind of take away the Cinderella stories. And it's kind of Frank plugged it earlier, but if you want to listen to any of the part or any of the parts of the four-part World Cup preview, I'll, I'll retweet them to the AFR Sports Show page, and you can go to the podcast about everything and nothing is the official title of the podcast where I have the four parts. So, yeah, I really hope that even though we have the United bid in 2026. Yeah, with also Canada and Mexico, Mexico, it is. You didn't mention that, that it is split between the three countries. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even though that. It's you know eight years until we host the World Cup and we are automatically in. I really hope it's not twenty twenty five until the rest of the country really is intensely focused on soccer or football, as the rest of the world calls it. Yeah, I and I'm I'm I have see, I've seen like a map. I'm not sure if it was legit about where games would be played in the U.S. I know they said they mentioned Cincinnati as one. And I have to imagine that you would end up probably going to a game being played there. Well, yeah. like So I've heard kind of a couple of things. One, I think about 2026 really quickly, is that the the anticipation of one proposal is to start the games on the West Coast, and then as the tournament moves through into the group stage and the knockout stages, it kind of goes from the West Coast to the East Coast, where the final of the World Cup is on the East Coast. I would propose start on the East Coast and then move to the West Coast where you have kind of the Rose Bowl. You would have the stands in L.A. 
versus having the final or yeah, having the final in the Rose Bowl or kind of LAFC Stadium or LA Galaxy Stadium. Ooh, good save. Um, or you have it on the East Coast and you have a possibility of kind of Rutherford Stadium. Yeah, MetLife. In East Rutherford, MetLife, or down in Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. So those are the two possibilities. I really am curious as to see where or, and how they'll publicize that and kind of in those thinking which direction they'll want to head in terms of the World Cup. Yeah. So it'll, that'll be something that's interesting to see, but good soccer talk, David. Yeah, you know, kind of got to get some soccer. Well, oh, yeah. Actually. As you know, like I said, no USA, no watchy for me. Okay. David, what you got planned for the weekend, man? I mean, it, it's soccer until mid-July. so It looks fun to go to a soccer match. I actually, like I tell people, every time I watch soccer, I want to go out and cut the grass because the grass looks so beautiful on television. But other than that, though, I don't I, – I hate to say I just don't get into it. Sorry. But it's good to I keep mean, talking, though. I mean, it's fair. Yeah. Yep. I've got a couple of baseball games I gotta be behind the mic for at Blissfield is today? Yep. Oh. Post three two post three twenty five is gonna be playing a couple of games in pool play of the uh, Blissfield American Legion tournament. Oh that's right, the wood bat tournament? No, it's not a wood bat. Hmm. Okay, is it also a Bible beater league? No, no. That this isn't the church league softball. Oh, okay, okay. That's a, that's something I haven't been involved with for a couple of years because I retired from it. That's right, you did retire so young, yet such you retire, and you were you were also on the A team, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I was coaching them, but I am helping coach the uh, Pete's Garage softball team now. Pete's Garage softball team, which they sell Hennessy, right? They do. Okay, okay. At Pete's, I, th- I thought it was Jim's Garage. Nope, Pete's Garage. Uh, Run by the Rendina family. Uh, Rendina family. Okay. Well, David and Frank, you guys have a, you know a really great weekend. Sounds like a lot of fun, action packed with soccer and baseball, American yep. Legion or whatever with with the kids and everything, huh? Yep. Ooh, great. Um, I know I'll be uh, uh, doing some things. The next week will be busy for me as I oh meant to mention that I'm the new JV head basketball coach at Maumee High School. So I've been having yeah. a summer of fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if uh, let's see if uh, you're gonna if you're if uh, Dundee is pl- gonna be playing them in summer ball or not. No, summer ball's almost over. Uh, anyway. Oh, well, damn. Huh. Yeah, this has been a presentation of eighty-eight point three WGTs. After further review, once again, David, have a good weekend, man. All right, you too. For David and Frank, I'm Derek Lawson. We're on Saturdays, eleven to one. Sometimes live, sometimes tape. Make sure you check out our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We're out. Peace. See you next week.